How's everybody doing? Golly, man, that was beautiful this morning, guys. Beautiful, man. We uh, we had uh, several people freaked out completely because uh, we actually used the front entrance as the dance floor. So several people came in, and we just immediately started dancing. My bad, didn't mean to, you know, so if I freaked anybody out, people were like, no, it was awesome, you know, but like, hey, yeah. Uh, I wasn't quite limbered up, so uh, we were trying to do the Running Man, we were trying to do the Cabbage Patch, Lawnmower, Sprinkler, we did all kinds of the Carlton, yeah, we did the Carlton. Uh, by the way, anybody wanted to join me on the Carlton in any of these songs, you're more than welcome to do that. So we are a dancing church as as we dance before the Lord, amen? Amen. Hey, here's the thing, um, we are going through a series called The Rest of God. We are not basing it on anything but the Bible, but we are inspired by uh, a book called uh, by Mark Buchanan called The Rest of God. They are $10 if you want to take one and kind of look at what it means to Sabbath. What does the biblical uh, mandate, if you will, to, to be on a Sabbath? We've been going through the Sabbath here uh, quite a bit. Um, and, and so but we're, we're going to be talking about several things. Like last week we sort of defined the Sabbath. Uh, this week we're going to talk about the rhythm of the Sabbath. The first off, I ask these guys to stay up here because I want them to play uh, one of my, well, it's a theme song from one of my favorite movies. So could you guys play for that, all right? What's that? It means a lot. Yeah, it's touching. It's very touching. You ready? All right, I'm going to say, we'll jam with you guys. Hold on, guys. Time out, time out. Need a breather? <laughs> you guys need to take a deep breath or something? Or? Everything all right? Just breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's try this. Let's try this one more time, all right? All right. Sorry, sorry, I got, sorry. All right, you notice something, right? Give me my hand, by the way, guys. You notice something. Notice, notice something. There's a rhythm, right? The first song, by the way, Rocky is one of my favorite songs. That's actually from Rocky too. I was corrected on that this morning. Um, one of my, it's like Rocky's my top, one of my top five movies. And I was like, man, they were playing this. I was like, oh, yeah. And then they started playing it out of rhythm. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, that's, that's a great object lesson, right? So we're talking about the rhythm of God. And so when things are out of rhythm, things are out of joint, right? I couldn't even get my Rocky Freak on this morning, right? I mean, I'm not going to come in like this. I wanted something. Man, somebody should be, I think second service, I'm going to come in. Somebody massaging my shoulders and everything. Like, right? It'd be awesome. Thank you guys very much. We're going to talk about the rhythm, uh, not being out of rhythm, and being out of rhythm uh, when it comes to the Sabbath. Before we do that, Will. Thank you, buddy. Couldn't have done, couldn't have done that without you, man. <laughs> the rest of the band was terrible, man. Guys, um, we are a goofy church, but we love Jesus. We love the Word of God. 
Uh, it is what it is, man, and uh, we love to see people coming into the kingdom. Our heartbeat is to see people actually discipled, not just dunked. Uh, so, Ford girls, we are not going to leave you alone. You are already on our radar. Matter of fact, Stephanie and uh, and um, Jeff, who are, by the way, Jeff, by the way, is a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan, so he is already saved. <laughs> I hear booze. <laughs> the heck, man. <laughs> but... Pray for them. That's right. Pray for all of them. Pray for all of them. So, oh man. But hey, we got a couple cool, really cool things before we say so we're talking about before we get into the message. Uh, gosh, if I'd have known so many people were showing up, I would have prepared better for the. Me- no, I'm kidding. I'd have done a better message. But hey, couple things. If you happen to see um, any of the Boy Scouts that help, the, if you haven't noticed, man, we got a really like the fire pit that's out there right now. Did you guys see that? You guys will look out that window there, man. It's kind of shaded down. But, man, that fire pit is the bomb.com. I'm like, wow. That is, I mean, that's really cool. So we're kind of going to get some dudes together, kind of hang out. And if ladies want to use it too, by the way, uh, this is your church, right? Use it if you want to. Amen? They don't be like, hey, I got to get permission, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, if somebody else is using it, you can't. But, I mean, yeah, use it, man. This is what, it's what we do. So we want people to feel free to, to use that. So uh, a couple of the things that we uh, talked about, I know, oh, sweet little man, the little Smith, man, I tell you, she was, well, she's not awesome on the, on the um, announcements. That was so sweet, man. I didn't even look. Was that, that was Danielle, right? Alyssa. It was Alyssa. Okay. I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking hardly. So cool. Um, thank you for Alyssa doing that. Daniel, thank you for letting Alyssa do that. Uh, what she's talking about, though, a couple of things she's talking about is a uh, connect card. If you are new, please put your information on a connect card. We do want to be able to connect with you. One of the reasons why we do our sign-up sheets is that we want to, we have a value that everybody is known and knows that they are known. So when we look at these lists and become familiar with names and we kind of get to know people and people know that they're known, guys, we can call people and say, hey, how is so-and-so doing? How are you feeling? How is your family? That kind of thing. And actually get to know people. And, and man, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing that we're doing. Also, on those Connect cards, uh, we, by the way, kicked off our Student City, which is our youth ministry, this week. We had 35 or so youth show up for the Super Bowl Sunday celebration, man. And it really wasn't a celebration, but, you know, because the Falcons lost, right? Amen? I don't know anybody that was rooting for the Patriots, man. So, I mean, this is kind of, we'll pray for you if you did. But, man, I'm from Atlanta, so I wait until I was a little kid for that to happen. But um, we do, if you're interested in having your, your offspring that is a youth, uh, we do have youth. We, we have youth here from 6th grade to 12th grade. Uh, we also have some sign-up sheets for Super Summer, which is unfortunately 7th grade through 12th grade. Uh, and we're going at the end of June, so we'll get some information to you on that. So fill out the Connect cards, fill out the information that we have, if you, um, if you would please. So um, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Sabbath. And last few weeks, we've been talking about how Jesus came and he started this thing on the Sermon on the Mount and started, and it essentially started a revolution, right? So he's on the, on the mountain, he comes down to a level, level place, and he starts saying things, radical things, and he starts talking about the Ten Commandments and things like, you've heard it said, do not commit murder, but I say, or I tell you, he's establishing his authority, and he says things like, uh, you've heard it said, do not commit murder, but I tell you, if you have anger in your heart toward a brother, you are committing that sin. 
if you, uh, you've heard it said, do not commit adultery, right? But I tell you, if you have lust in your heart, you're guilty. So it's a matter of the heart. A lot of people come and they say, well, I'm glad Jesus came and he simplified things for us. And I would say, if I, if I was just to be observant and not critical, I would say he actually raised the bar for us because it's no longer a matter of what we do and the do's and don'ts of us. It is a matter of genuine heart love of God and love of people. Amen. So that's kind of so it's a challenge to us a little bit. And in John one, listen, this is perspective of when we start talking about um, who Jesus is and what he actually did and how did he have this authority in john 1 this is john who walked with jesus was one of jesus's best friend he was generally called the disciple that jesus loved he said he wrote this he said in the beginning was the what the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning right this is kind of a review of genesis if you will Listen to this, and this is what was, man, this week's getting ready for this message. I was kidding about, about getting a better message prepared with all these people, but, but I seriously sometimes like struggle with things of God, that when he says things in his word, and yet I've been taught my whole life something different, I have come up with what we call a, a challenge to my belief, right? Like sometimes this whole idea of Sabbath, because I've been told, oh no, that doesn't apply to us anymore, and yet... That comes from a person who says it doesn't apply to us in a, anymore, it, but it doesn't come from God's, God's word. Like when God doesn't say it, but man says it, who am I going to listen to? I've been listening to now for almost 49 years to somebody else that said, oh, that doesn't matter. I remember being, um, uh, my, my grandmother passed away when, she, when I was 12, but I remember she was a devoutly Christian woman and i remember being at her house and you know i'm a little kid i'm like a plan like <laughs> everything's closed on sunday she's like well it's the sabbath and i love my grandma i love i love me some meemaw right but it ain't the sabbath sunday's not the sabbath according to what the word has to say right and and i don't want to want to dishonor her in any way because man i can't wait to see her again in heaven and and she'll be like oh man all the things that we know now it's so great but but listen to what verse 3 says. Through him, the word, God, all things were what? Made, right? Nothing, like without him, nothing was made that has been made. Go down to verse 14. It says the word that was God that made everything and through this word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth you'll hear me say this a lot when it comes to the sabbath when it comes to obedience especially when it comes to things that we've been taught differently i believe i sincerely believe that jesus yes has all this truth all like he's full of grace and truth he's full of truth here and grace and so when we approach the sabbath like lord i'm sorry i haven't done this my whole life i haven't done this correctly he's full of grace and truth like we yes we're convicted but there's this grace as well see this jesus comes out and he teaches us the model prayer on this sermon on the mount he starts talking about kingdom and he says all these different things and establishes his authority and he's talking about this 10 commandments he's talking about the different commandments one of those 10 commandments is about the sabbath what we don't know a lot of times and what we don't think about a lot of times is that the sabbath commandment is the longest of all the commandments of the 10 commandments 
It's amazing. It's like four verses. Most of them are one or two. There's a couple that are a little longer, but this is actually four verses. And listen to what it says. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your, your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he what rested, right, on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Here's the thing. And here's the thing that we've got to be thinking about. Every command, you can start filling this out in your bulletin if you like, or on your app. By the way, the app is pretty awesome. You can actually email all the stuff on your app to your email, and you can look it up anytime you want. But it says every command in Scripture is contrary to what comes naturally to us. Like, I hear this all the time. Man, we should be able to do whatever we want, whatever comes natural, right? We should ever love and have, have, have sex with anybody that we want and, and that kind of thing because it's what's natural, right? Or you, you hear this thing like, oh, you can't, have, you can't tell kids not to do this, this, and this, you know, because it's whatever comes natural, right? But the whole idea of Scripture is that we disavow what comes naturally to us, submit to the supernatural desires of God for our lives. Wow. Hallelujah, right? But that's the hard part. Like, that's what Jesus said when he said, I tell you, if you have it in your heart, right? It's not a matter of the exterior, exterior stuff that we do or don't do. It's a matter of the heart. The exterior will happen as a result of what comes out of the interior of the heart. It's, a natu- like, like it's natural for me to look out for Casey Carter only. Like, I got to look out for me, right? But it's unnatural for me to love God with everything I have and love my neighbor as I love myself. That's not natural. It's natural for me to lust after anybody that I want. It's supernatural for God to say, your wife, Judy, is your standard of beauty. Right? That's the hard part. Now, it's easy because you see, my, I definitely outkick my coverage. A little easier for me that, you know what I'm saying? But, but understand something, man. That, that, you understand what I'm saying? It's easy for me to hate and have grudges and unforgiveness in my heart. That's easy. That comes natural. It's unnatural for God to go, I know what they did, but you've got to forgive them anyway. <whistles> Amen? It's a matter of the heart. And it's a beautiful, wonderful, awesome, incredible rhythm that we get into. There were a lot of questions that I had about the service from last week. I was talking to Matt Miller. Um, we meet every Monday. He goes, man, we opened up a can of worms yesterday, didn't we? We're doing the same thing in, in the Shawnee campus as well. I'm like, yeah, dude. Man, I got all kinds of questions. The number one question I got last week, both the 930 service and the 11 o'clock service, you're not going to believe this. The number one question I got after the message was, who's going to win the Super Bowl? That's the number one question I got. And of course I said Falcons, right? Ugh. But after that, here are the questions I got about the message. Isn't Sunday the Sabbath? Right? Remember what my meemaw said? Uh, uh, with respect to serve Saturdays, is, is serving not good to do on the Sabbath? Remember we talked about, man, let's not cause one another to sin if we're going to go out and spread mulch and paint and all that kind of stuff. How many of us have done serve Saturdays and come to church the next day going, God, Liam wore out, right? 
supposed to re-energize on the Sabbath. I'm not saying we can't do anything like that. I'm not saying those things. I'm saying it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the Holy Spirit driven. I mean, Stephanie Ford got baptized again because God said go, right? Now, technically, she doesn't have to. I'm already done that, right? Oh, so uh, when you, what do you actually, I guess this is my favorite question because I got this quite a bit too. What do you actually do on the Sabbath? Like that was one of the questions like, so what do you, what do, you do? I remember talking to Steve out, Steve Sanford out there, right, right there against that wall. He's like, so, and I said, hey, we're going to be talking about some of that stuff, like all the rhythm and all that. I mean, can I go to my kids' games? Can I do yard work? Can I, whatever, heard all those things. Uh, here's another question. Can I take my Sabbath on another day? Right? Okay, like, can I, can I set another day uh, set apart as holy? Maybe a Tuesday because my schedule is such and such and such and such. That's one of the questions I got. And here's some, the other question. So, so should we be having church on, on Saturday then? Since Saturday's the Sabbath. Do you see how, how man has kind of manipulated the Sabbath in a lot of ways to make us think that there are certain things that we've got to do? Like, for example, what, uh, regarding uh, gathering together in a corporate worship like we're doing this morning. Nowhere in Scripture does it say you have to do that on the Sabbath. Yet that's what man has made it become. And so you've got this group of people that say, oh, we're Seventh-day Adventists. We're going to meet on this day and this day and this day. And we're going to have all kinds of beliefs and that kind of thing. Because we're going to hold firm to that. And it's never about that. It's, never, it's about a matter of the heart and getting into God's rhythm, which we'll talk about further. Genesis 2, where this originated. Starting in verse 1, says, Thus the, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array by the seventh day. This is kind of a theme. This is kind of a rhythm. God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had, had done. Now, here's where my studies this week sort of took a really weird turn. And you guys know I'm weird anyway, but you keep coming back, you freaks. Because have you ever thought about this? Have you ever just looked at this objectively, this whole idea of a seven-day week? Have you ever just looked at it and said, why is there seven days in a week? Anybody ever questioned that? No, we don't like it's, it's just what we do. But if you look back at it, that's a, that's a, I'm glad you said that because no, we've done that since we were born. There's a seven day week. Why was there seven days, right? And you start going down. You say, oh yeah, we got five days in the work week. We got a weekend. That's seven days. That's just what we do. It's awesome. But nobody ever says, hey, why is there seven days? This is where my mind went this week. Like, why is there why is there seven days? Why not five? Why not ten? That's easily divisible. Whenever I add anything to 7, except for 3, 7 plus 3 is 10. But if I add 7 plus 5, I always have to think, ah, it's just a weird number to me. If I ever, if I, like it doesn't divide into anything. It doesn't multiply easily. Like if there was a 5-day week, okay, okay, so 5 weeks would be 25. Yeah, 25 days. Cool, awesome. We can do that. Or, or if it was 10 weeks, or 10 days in a week, okay, so 5 weeks would be 50 days from now, right? I could figure that out pretty easily. But it's seven days, and that doesn't make no sense, right? Except it's the only thing that works throughout history. 
for as long as we can go back, the calendars have been seven days, seven days, seven days, as far as we can go back. Man, think about that. Why? Because God, who made us in his image, has that rhythm. Wow. Does that freak anybody else out? It kind of freaks me out. As a matter of fact, the French, leave it up to the French, right? Tried to mess with this. Back in, from, from October 1793 to April 1802, the French, the France people, did a used or tried to mess with the with the calendar so for nine years they messed with the calendar and they made a 10-day week on their calendar i think because you would think it would be logical right but after nine years they abandoned it because it just didn't work they called it by the way a decade or probably called it something like a a decade but i'm going to call it a decade because we speak american here right the Paris Commune adopted, adopted this revolutionary calendar uh, in, in, in 1871, and they did it for 18 days, and they said, screw it, this is stupid, this don't work. They only take, they couldn't even make it two decades, right? I mean, think about this, it, the, 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 the rhythm of God who has this thing, he made it, made, he worked for six days, he rested on the seventh, right? There's this rhythm of, of God that only works even in our society, because God created it all. That's why I always will point back to the creation account of, about God, like Jesus was there making it all by him, through him, and for him. All things were made, including the, the Sabbath. It's a rhythm, right? And when we're out of rhythm, man, I can't get my Rocky Freak on, right? Like, you know, you know I'm ready, man, ready to fight, but if it's out of rhythm, right? And so the same thing goes with us. Whenever we try to adopt a rhythm that doesn't match with God's, it freaks us out and it gets us out of whack. Mark 2, starting in verse 23 through 28, says, One day, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, they said, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And he answered, By the way, These unlawful things came from people, not from God. He answered, have you ever read? Have you never read? And I love that answer. He says that a lot. What David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need. In the days of Abi, Abi, somebody help me with that. Abiathar, okay, that worked. In the days of Abiathar, whoever said that, thank you. The high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his, com- his companions. Then he said to them, check this out. The Sabbath was made. Not made up. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This is a gift for us. Amen? Now you think about that. This is a gift. This is like God's way of telling us, Work hard, work as if you're working directly for me, and you get to have a day off. How many have had bosses that will not let you have a day off? (laughs) Yeah, right? It stinks. Well, the boss of all bosses says, you're allowed. As a matter of fact, this is a gift. Have fun, my kids. Right? Man, listen to what he says. The Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I was talking to our youth pastor student pastor kyle seawalson last week he was helping in the sound booth back in the back 
And he said, dude, I'm freaked out. I've never thought about this. Think about it. even in the resurrection account, like Jesus goes into the tomb before sundown on Friday. He Sabbaths in the ground. Like he rests. How many people say, hey, we laid our family member to rest. He rested on the Sabbath, rose on the first day. Hallelujah. Right, man? He gets to like, like he, even in his death, he observed the Sabbath and kept it holy. We get the opportunity to celebrate that resurrection on Sunday. But Sunday, although somebody may have called it at some point the Lord's Day, it is not the Sabbath, according to God. Some people may call it the Sabbath. My Meemaw, as much as I love her and miss her, called it the Sabbath. But God never did. And regardless of how long we've been calling it that, it does not matter. What matters is what God said and what God does. And so we as a church are going to observe how, like the Sabbath in the way that God says to observe it. Isaiah 58, starting in verse 13. I love this. And this is where I was rocked about two months ago because I'm now observing after not having, probably working every Saturday since I was 14, unless I was on vacation. I've worked every Saturday since, since I was 14. That's 35 years of not, of not observing the Sabbath until about two and a half months ago. And this is what broke me because I, I read in the scriptures. I just start, I'm a weird, I'm, I'm, I have a weird reading plan. I start in Genesis 1 and I just go, right? And so I look at Genesis and I, and I go through all these things and I just one chapter a day is kind of my, my rhythm that, that I've been doing for a long time. And I got to this Isaiah 58 and it says this, Keep in mind, this is a reflection of the Jesus that is to come. Isaiah is like in many ways reading out of the New Testament. It's amazing. But it says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, if I'm doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight. See, that's key. That's a matter of the heart, isn't it? And the Lord's day Lord's holy day, and the Lord's holy day honorable, right? So he's calling the Sabbath the Lord's day. And if you honor it by not going your own way, oh, I got to get this done, I got to get that done, I got to catch up on bills, I got to catch up on housework, I got to catch up on this, I got to catch up on that. Oh, I got to get it done so I can get her. So I can, uh, man, guys, we're pounding monster energy drinks like crazy, trying to keep up because we're out of rhythm. I'm not against monster energy drinks, man. But if we're doing it to stay awake, to try to catch up with the society that is telling us you got to do this and you got to do this, and God's saying, look, here's my rhythm, my children, here it is. See, it's never about having to. It's never about having to, 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 to take a day and just say, okay, i got to do nothing. It's never about that. It's always a matter of the heart, but it's uh, just like we get baptized, Stephanie and Caitlin and Savannah got baptized this morning. They don't have to get baptized. They get to. They don't have to take a Sabbath. We, we get to. If you call the Sabbath a delight, it's a matter of the heart, right? Like, oh, man, I get to spend my time with God. Oh, man, how awesome is that? What other kind of God would even let me have a day where I could re-energize, and he's allowed me to do that. That's incredible. I don't have to. I get to. And not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find, then you will find 
This is a promise. If you do that and call it a delight, then you will find your joy in the Lord. How many of us are trying to find that joy and being disobedient week after week after week? My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, it has taken me 35 years to understand this. A lot of that time I wasn't a Christian. So let's say I was really started following Jesus about 17 or 18 years ago. I've still been disobedient and didn't even know it because people have been telling me, oh, no, we don't have to do that anymore. And yet his word said, keep it holy. And if I've ever told you anything wrong in this, man, please forgive me. I tell people all the time, correct me when I say something wrong. So what do you actually do? And we'll talk about that next week a little bit more. But, but the, the whole idea of this rhythm is that work is to be fulfilling. And I know some of us have jobs that stink and they, they're, they're just horrible and whatever, man. I understand that. But do your best, in no matter what situation that you're in, to work as under the Lord. Because work is to be fulfilling. We are to work as if we're working for him. Yeah, man, do that for six days. Awesome. But when it comes to the Sabbath... Do your best to work toward that. I told you last week, for some of us, we've got to take 10 minutes a day and dedicate it to the Lord. Then work our way into taking a morning. Then work on our way to taking one of those days. And then work on our way to being actually obedient on the Sabbath. Because it gives freedom. And it gives energy. And as in all other commands, it is a matter of the heart. And our approach to the Sabbath must be a love of God. We have to be careful not to worship any of Jesus' creation, including the Sabbath. We can't worship that day. We worship the creator of the day, Jesus himself. So here's the rhythm that I'm thinking. And this is nowhere in Scripture, just kind of one of those things that, 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 I, that I look at Scripture and I look at some of the principles in Scripture. And for some of us, this is impossible right now. I get it. It would be irresponsible for you to quit your job or whatever, no longer provide for your family. That violates a whole lot of other stuff in the scriptures that we would get into. But what's the step that we can take today and tomorrow to start working toward this? So here's this rhythm. What would it look like if we as a church truly Sabbath on the seventh day, Saturday? That's what it means, right? There's no command in Scripture that I can find that says we got to gather on the Sabbath only to set it apart. You can gather or you cannot gather, but it doesn't say you have to. It's not the day. So what if we rested, re-energized, refocused our lives, refocused our... I mean, how many of you would absolutely love to be able to do that and actually do that? Man, some of us are like, that would be awesome. If you actually rest and re-energize in the Lord, man, alive... And then what would it look like if we did that on the seventh day and then gathered, which we do, on the first day? Lots of principles about this in the scriptures, about giving our first fruits to God, including our time. What better way to give our first fruits to God when we have come off a rhythm and a day of rest, we're re-energized, we're refocused, and we start off the very first day of the week, Sunday, celebrating who we are in the Lord. Together, giving him that first fruit on a Sunday. What a fantastic rhythm to hit the ground running with a full tank and an offering of the first fruits of time. Amen? I'm going to leave you with this. Matthew 11. 
Jesus is speaking to those who are tired. Starting at verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you, who are, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We are dying, God, for rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for creating this day for us. Thank you for allowing us to take time to rest and rejuvenate. You're not a slave driver, God. You're not some bad, nasty dad that's going to just burn us into the ground. Like you allow us to rest and spend time with you, and you want that, and you made us made it for us, for us. How great you are, God. Father, we love you. And may we honor you as we learn to take this rhythm of rest. It is in your son's amazing and awesome and beautiful and restful name. All God's people in the house said.